Listen, Linda. Do you remember the little girl? I can't. It was a boy. Was it a boy? Yeah. Okay. Listen, listen, Linda. When Jade was a baby, she literally had no expressions whatsoever. Like I remember my mom like thought something was wrong with her because she had no expressions. And so we got in this terrible habit of like we were trying to get her to laugh or like trying to be goofy. I mean, like this was when she was like not a year old yet and she would never entertain us. And we just started saying like, listen, Linda, please laugh. Listen, Linda, <laughs> listen, Linda, you're going to have to entertain us right now. Um, so now every time I say it, I just think of her like RBF as a actual baby. Yeah. Um, she was anyway. such a cute, she's such a cutie now, but yeah, oh my gosh, her she's teeth. sick right she now. We got no sleep last night. I think she have. I don't know. Yesterday she had like an on and off like mild fever. And then after dinner, she said that her throat was hurting and her fever got worse. So then I gave her some medicine and typically I would have her go take a shower mm-hmm. or a bath, but our hot water heater is broken mm-hmm. and it's cold at night now. Yeah. That's been fun too. Mm-hmm. Not. Um, have you turned your heat on in your house yet? Mm-mm. I haven't either. It's going to reek. Mm-hmm. All that mm-hmm. burnt dust. Yes. I'm waiting it out because you can put more clothes on, but you cannot take more clothes off. That's I'd rather facts. be cold than hot. Mm-hmm. And you can plug a heating pad in. Yep. But yeah, we slept on the couch, but we didn't go to sleep till like five. I yeah. was getting up at that time. It was rough. Um, cold showers, also not. That's probably why she's sick. A cold shower? <laughs> we might need to turn the heat on, but no. And we're going camping today. So. Fun times for you. Camping's going to be fun. It's just packing. Like, yeah. we basically take our our whole house and put it in our camper. Oh, you have a camper? Mm-hmm. That's nice. We camp a lot. I grew up camping a lot, though. Yeah, I did too, but I haven't camped it forever. We should, I should have invited y'all. Yeah, you should have invited us. We go in the spring, too. I'll let you know. Okay. Okay, this is the expired podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. You can get new episodes every Monday early on YouTube everywhere at 6. This is a very interesting case because it's a Chattanooga case. And it's sports, kind of. And yes, I thought you would like this because it is it's high very level very interesting. It's very interesting. Um. Yeah, I'm 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 blown. I I dare wonder if there's any videos of him playing football. I don't know because this was so long ago. Probably um, not. Pro- you're probably right, but I guarantee there's photos. Oh, there's photos. Like I've seen newspapers photos. and stuff. Uh-huh. Um Okay, so bear with me guys. I am mushy-brained and tired. Yeah, I think we all are. Um, and also, I I like the fall, but, like, I don't do cold though. Oh, I love it. Okay, so this case is um, the victim. His name is Don, but um, I feel like who we're going to be talking about most is actually the murderer. So it's a little different this, mm-hmm. this episode than what we normally do. Um, his name is Bobby Hoppy. H-O-P-P-E. Hoppy. 
What a name. I know, right? He was uh, born November 13th, 1934, um, born and raised in Chattanooga. He went to Chattanooga Central High School, which is crazy because it used to be downtown. Mm -hmm. Now it's Harrison by the middle school that Angel Bumpus went to. Yeah. Which is crazy. Uh Um, She's doing well, by the way. I know. I've been following her. I know, me too. Every time I see a post of hers, I'm like, please come on the podcast. Yes. Yes. Or like, just go to lunch with us. Yes. No, it's so super, Chattanooga is super small town, but what's crazy is this was so long ago that where the school was when Bobby Hoppy went there, Chattanooga Central, is like 20 miles away Mm -hmm. from where it is now. Yeah. And it went from downtown to like country. Mm -hmm. Is this the same school that Tanetta... Carlisle went to. Mm-hmm. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, it's nuts. That's why I love doing like Tennessee local stuff. Yeah, local stuff because we know we know the history yeah. behind all the places. And yeah, the the eras uh-huh. of it. So he, Bobby Hoppy, he went to Chattanooga Central High School. He led the football team mm-hmm. to three state championships. <laughs> You only get four years in high school. He three for football. That's wild. Mm-hmm. He had two nicknames. One being Chad, the Chattanooga Choo Choo, mm-hmm. which I love that, and Hippity Hoppy. That's so cute. <laughs> I love that so I do much. Too. I'm kind of jealous, actually. Um, if you know sports, then what I'm about to say is going to blow your mind. Um, I don't. I just typed this up, and I have. It's. It, this impressive? is a once-in-a-lifetime type of talent. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Literally once-in-a-lifetime. Okay. Um, especially at this age. He gained 1,500 yards in his senior season. 100 yards is the football field, though, right? So he did that Fit over 15-plus 15 15 times, 15-and-a-half times, 15 times in one season. In one season. That is impressive. Good running backs get that in two, maybe three seasons. Two. Once yeah. in a lifetime. Yeah. 1,500 in his se- one season. That's that's good, good. Yeah. That's next level good. Um, he also scored 33 touchdowns in his junior and senior seasons. Again, this is next level. These are next level stats. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the first high school All-American to come from Chattanooga, Shout which is out. crazy because we have a lot of athletes that come from here. Yeah. With, so that's impressive, but he too. he was the first. Yep. The first high school All-American. Hoppy was one of the most highly recruited football players of his era. So what we would call in, in today's world, like he's a five-star recruit. Which means everyone wants five stars. Um, or, like, obviously the number one running back in the nation, probably. Um, maybe top three. But from these stats, I'd be shocked if somebody was doing better, better. than him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he had 19 colleges seeking his commitment. 
I had zero. <laughs> <laughs> we rolled up in the chat saying, yeah, like, will you take us? Please. <laughs> I promise I'm smart. Yeah. <laughs> I follow the rules. <laughs> That's so funny. Mm-hmm. That's okay. a lot of colleges. Uh, yes, but what's even crazier is that the colleges, 19, the volume is nuts. But I'm about to list the colleges. Uh-huh that wanted him and that were offering him and that makes it even more unreal. So Auburn, Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, North Carolina, Vanderbilt, Tennessee, Florida, Mississippi, South Carolina, Louisiana State, Miami, Rice, Indiana, SMU, and Texas Tech. And plus more. Yeah. That's that's like the whole freaking SEC. Yeah, it is. Literally. I'm Except for Kentucky. To... I don't even know if Kentucky, Arkansas, and Missouri were in the, the SEC, SEC then. I, wa- I wonder if his parents were like, go to Tennessee or go to Georgia, stay close. I mean, Auburn's not that far away from here, but maybe he wanted that experience of being. Yeah, and I will adult. say, too, even in today's world, like the coaching staff and the players that are on the team already or that they are also recruiting and com- mm-hmm. that are committed, those definitely play a role in where you choose to go because you want to play with a good offensive. If you're a running back, you know, you want a good offensive line, you want a good mm-hmm. quarterback. If you're a quarterback, you want a good offensive line, you want a good receivers. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you go where – you'll be most successful. But the coaches honestly play the biggest role. Do you know who Suge Jordan is? He was Auburn's coach. Suge Jordan. But this was like in the 50s. You know what I think? Suge Knight. I know. I do too. As soon as I read that, I was like, oh. Are they related? Yeah. Um, Maybe one was named after the other. Mm -hmm. Um, Although probably not because I'm sure Suge Jordan was a white guy because – in these years in the South, mm-hmm. people were stupid. Yeah. Um, I'm just mind blown. I know. This is this is crazy. So he accepted an offer and he went with Auburn. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> At least it wasn't Alabama or Florida. Yeah, that's true. So he went with <sighs> Auburn. And the Auburn head coach at the time... He got a full scholarship. It was Shib Jordan. So, <clears throat> this is where the crime happens. So, Bobby is a senior at Auburn, been playing great. This is in 1957. He was on top of the world. Mm-hmm. He was being looked at for professional teams, NFL teams, um, doing good in school. He was just like the guy. So, He was one, he had many professional teams looking for him. Um, And then, so he's, he's got his life going. He's busy with football. He has a girlfriend back home in Chattanooga. So one weekend he decides he wants to come visit his family. He has brothers and sisters and he wants to see his girlfriend. So one night after spending time. Interesting. Were you able to find anything on him and his girlfriend, like, did, did they meet in high school? I have no idea. Because if he's a senior at Auburn and he's coming home and visiting his girlfriend, mm-hmm. I'm 
thinking they were like high school sweethearts or something. He did not end up marrying that girl. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, um, here to see his girlfriend, spend time with family, blah, blah, blah. They go out on a date. He drops his girlfriend off. And he decides, I'm going to go see what's going down at Nikki's. And if you're this from is Chattanooga, so weird. Yes. they literally just tore Nikki's down. Like Probably a few years in the last ago. five years. Yeah. And, and it, it was, was a sad day. It was a sad day. Everyone knows Nikki's. Everyone knows Nikki's. Food was great. It was just this little hole in the wall. Hole in the wall on the side of a mountain. Yep. Beautiful views of Chattanooga. Yep. Always packed. All, all, you had to wait. Period. Yes. All, it was yes. so small, too. And like, there's only like, Six tables, it seems like. Yeah, literally. And, like, the bar The area. bar. That was it. And it's, it's like the 50s bar. Yes. Not, like, the bar we have yes. today. It's, like, old diner, diner style. Yeah. Oh, it was so good. Fried shrimp was, oh. like, their main thing. My mouth's watering. I know. Nikki's was great. So It was great. After dropping his girlfriend off, he decides, I'm going to go see if anyone's at Nikki's. Like, maybe some friends are around, whatever. Um, He dropped her off right before midnight, and then... On his way home from Nikki's, he runs into his sister's ex-boyfriend. His name was Don Hudson. He's the guy who is the victim in this. And it's weird because we always um, we always try and side with the victim. But at this point, I really like Bobby. I do too. And from what we understand about Don, he wasn't the greatest of guys. Yeah. Um. He had a criminal past. Yeah, I mean, I definitely don't want to, like... Run into him at night. No, but I also, like, in the pot, like, in our podcast, I don't want to, like, badmouth him or shame him. Mm -hmm. Um, To me, this is very much a play stupid games, win stupid prizes on both sides. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Which is unfortunate Mm -hmm. that, you know, someone's life had to end playing stupid games. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. Um, So, Don, he had dated Bobby's sister for a while. They had been broken up for about nine months when this all happened. Um, He had a criminal past. He was known as a bootlegger, all the things. Okay. I don't mean to interrupt you, but I want to know. I, in my mind, I know what I consider like know what a bootlegger is but i don't know that oh everyone would everyone will know what a bootlegger is yeah what for you what is it it's someone who makes illegal alcohol like a moonshiner yeah moonshine right distilling at home yep um that's that's how i think of it too i'm literally looking up granted we literally live where bootlegging and moonshine was like the hub of that, really. Born. Yeah. Um, a person who makes, distributes, or sells goods illegally. So we're in moonshine world. So we think moonshine. It could. It could be anything. Marijuana. Yeah. Back in the day, still today, it could anything that is illegal. And you're selling and distributing it and making it. Tobacco. Anything that you are keeping private or away from the government, so it can't be taxed. Mm-hmm. Is bootlegging basically? Yeah. So not interesting. In my mind, I was just thinking moonshine. Yeah, like moonshine and tobacco. Really. Yeah. Um, okay. So he wasn't the best of guys. He actually um, had hit Don's. I mean, Bobby's sister. Yeah, and that's what kind of ended. No, the I was gonna say my brother would kill somebody. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Facts. So 
Um, he spots Don, and then they get into this, like, what we would call today road rage, I guess. Like, mm-hmm. trying to run Bobby off the road and speeding up beside him. And he showed him that he had a pistol on him. Yeah. So, um... He's, like, chasing him, intimidating him. Yeah. Antagonizing him. Mm-hmm. Playing cat and mouse. Yes. Um, so he shows Bobby that he has a gun on him. Bobby is able to speed up. <sighs> this is wild. Mm-hmm. He had just bought a gun from his friend that day. Mm-hmm. He normally didn't carry a gun with him, but he had a shotgun in the backseat of his car and rounds. That he had just bought. That he had just bought. He is able, while driving away from a lunatic, is able to reach behind him, get the rifle, get the shells, load it with one hand. He reaches it. I mean, he scored 33 touchdowns in two seasons and 1,500 yards in one. So I'm sure he can load a gun while driving. With one hand. Yeah. But a shotgun, a though, sh- like, that's what makes it even crazier. More impressive, yeah. And what kind of car was he driving on? I don't know. I don't because... Shotguns aren't small. Mm-mm, especially then, too. Mm-hmm. So, he is able to point the shotgun out of the uh, passenger side window. And he's like, I'm just going to shoot one shot. It's going to be super, super loud. He's going to get scared and stop. Leave me alone. And leave me alone. Yeah. So, that's what he did. He just, boom. Yep. And took off. And he made it home. He realized Dawn wasn't following anymore. He shook up, but he goes to bed. Um... From everything we know, he genuinely had no idea what he what, what had happened. happened afterwards. Yeah. It was like his adrenaline was still going, but he made it home, and he was like, okay, thank God that's over mm-hmm. with, and goes to sleep. Yeah. And he's, like, never been in trouble. No. From, from anything and everything we've we found. Um, had a really good reputation, mm-hmm. I would say. Unfortunately, the next morning, he wakes up, and the Chattanooga Times had basically, and I'm sure the radio stations were also reporting that mm-hmm. Don had died. Um, that would be terrible. Yeah. Um, so, Bobby ends up holding on to this secret for 31 years. This is crazy. Now, uh, holding on to it publicly, I would say. Yeah. And, like, personally. But, basically, he was so freaked out about the news and that this had happened. He packed his stuff up immediately, went back to school, back to Auburn. And while there, the guilt of what had happened just, it was eating him alive, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, He says, like, he knew he had to tell someone. So... He went to the First Baptist Church at Auburn, and he spoke with the minister under confidentiality, um, not celebrating that this happened, but, like, smart smart kid. Like, that's smart. Yeah. Seek help. If you yes. Um, in the safest way to protect. Like, I feel like this is proof that he did not mean to do this, but couldn't live with himself almost mm-hmm. because... It's this is terrible. Yeah. Um, the minister told him that what he did was forgivable and that he should seek legal advice. So since Bobby was well known in Chattanooga, he had a lot of connections, knew many attorneys 
in Chad. I feel like there are a lot of attorneys there. Are there are a lot of attorneys here. Yeah, a lot. And they usually have like uh, licenses in multiple states, like the whole tri-state the, area. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot, a lot of attorneys. Mm-hmm. Um, so he knows a lot of lawyers. He finds one. Um, obviously, again, under confidentiality, he hires this attorney and he tells the attorney what happened and the attorney told him to never speak of the incident again. There were rumors that the police were okay with the passing of Don Mm -hmm. Hudson because he was a troublemaker and involved in a lot of illegal act. He was just a headache for them, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, So even after he passed away, they really did not try to find the killer and yeah. kind of just like, oh, he passed away onto the onto the, the next day or the next job, which is kind of sad. It is. I don't it like is. that. It's sad, but, you know, if you think of, like, the bad guys in your life or, or just the bad guys in life. I think of the life. Casanova killer and how they said he shot at the cop. No, he didn't. Oh, yeah. No, he did not. And back in the day, it was way more shady. <laughs> it was a wild, now. wild everywhere. It yes. wasn't just the West. <laughs> yeah. No, but, I mean, obviously in today's world, that wouldn't fly. But it still, it does make me sad because I do feel like no matter what kind of human being you were, you deserve justice like anyone else and you your family deserves to know what happened closure they need the problems and effort but i mean at the same time like did his family care i don't know because it sounds like nobody liked them yeah but it's very unfortunate very interesting to me yeah it is you he must have really pissed the police off yeah he had to have bad bad well he was in and out of jail he was probably an asshole to him he's probably hard to catch hard to catch just they were just like okay well Mm -hmm. that problem's done yeah so that's exactly what bobby did he just didn't tell anybody and tried his best to live with it so after he um finished his four years at auburn Bobby was drafted by the San Francisco 39ers Mm-mm. in the third round. What does that mean? 49ers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dyslexic. The San Francisco Remind 49ers. Remind me to tell you when we're done. Okay. In the third round. What does that mean, the third so round? So, the draft. Um, if you're a first-round pick, is that better? Yeah. First round means, like, each team had a pick, and you were – in the first round. Okay. So, like, the first round every team goes through. Sometimes they trade, and some teams might have two or three. It's a whole thing. You need to watch the movie Draft Day with okay. Kevin Costner. I think it's Kevin Costner. Yeah. Draft Day. Okay. That'll explain it. Okay. But the third round, being drafted at all is Huge. really good. Yeah. Um, the third round, there's a reason they they make it. They like write that. it about him. Right. Um, so, and I'm pretty sure at that time, too, the 49ers... 49ers were good. Were they? I mean, they're good right now, too, but, like, back then. Yeah. So, then he gets traded to the Washington Redskins. Which is now known as the Washington football team. 
<laughs> command, command, commanders, commanders. It was Washington football team, and then I think the second year, this just happened, like within the last two, three years. Oh. Um, because Redskins is not yeah. a nice term. Um, the first year they took that team, that name off, they were the Washington football team. Now they are, I think the last two years, they've been the Washington Commanders. Okay. Same football team, different name. Right. So that happened after a year of being with the 49ers. He went to Washington. He was injured shortly after the trade. He did make a short comeback with the Chattanooga Cherokees. I know. I didn't even know that we had a football team. I didn't either. Chattanooga Cherokees. Now we have a football team. Football. We have two football teams. The Chattanooga Football Club and the Red Wolves. Mm -hmm. So, he gets hurt. He decides, okay, football's done for me. I've been playing football for years and years and years. He actually went back to Auburn because he hadn't finished his degree when he got drafted. He was the assistant coach to his previous coach. That's coach really cool. Shook Jordan. That is Again, really cool. proof that the coach is what got him to commit mm-hmm. to Auburn. Yeah. Um, after earning his degree, he coached football for several high schools in Georgia and in Tennessee, including the head football coach at Chattanooga Valley High School, and Calhoun High School in Georgia. He earned his Master's of Science and Education Administration at the University of Tennessee at Chattanooga. Chattanooga. UTC is what we call it. He then became the athletic director at two Tennessee community colleges. So I wonder if he was ever at Chattanooga. State. State. Um, uh, I guarantee that it was because if he was going for his master's at UTC, it would make sense that it's probably Chat State and Cleveland State, maybe. Yeah, but it says to it's to Tennessee Community College, so it doesn't have to be locally here. But I'm just thinking, yeah, maybe he went and did that elsewhere after his degree. Mm-hmm. I feel like they would have to be close close together. Yeah. That um, was probably. He was a really smart guy. Yeah. And obviously had a passion for football. Mm-hmm. So, here's the. <sighs> Can I tell you something? Yeah. Um, something. We had a whole. We actually had a whole ass football team. Chattanooga Cherokees? Yeah. <laughs> Listen to this. We played teams. None of these teams even exist anymore. Oh, they do. They're just called something else and are in different cities. The Orlando Broncos. Not the Denver Broncos. And, you know, the Titans were from Houston. We were the Houston. Well, we were the Tennessee Oilers. Then we went to Houston, and we were the Houston Oilers. And then they came back to Nashville. And then we were the Nashville or the Tennessee Titans. Um. The Orlando Broncos, the Huntsville Rockets, the Rome Bisons. Is that Rome, Georgia? The Gadsden Raiders, Jacksonville Robins, Tuscaloosa Warriors, Daytona Beach Thunderbirds. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I'm going to have to. I got to research this. Yeah, you do. Um, 
I'll do I'll do like a bonus episode. <laughs> Spanky Mercer. Sorry. Yeah. I'm just reading the names now. Now I'm obsessed. I know. So, in 1988, 31 years after Don Hudson was killed, a Chattanooga grand jury indicted Bobby Hoppy for his murder. And this case was one of America's first cold case trials. That's crazy. They actually, uh, you can watch it on ESPN. The trial? Mm-hmm. But you have to pay for it, so I didn't pay for it. I'll pay for it. I'll give you my login. (laughs) (laughs) So, Bobby's trial became national media because, obviously, who he was and what he had accomplished Mm -hmm. and the amount of years that it went cold. Um, It eventually ended in a hung jury. Can I ask you, how how was he indicted? I don't know if he told someone or... Turn himself in. Yeah. Or, or they finally were like, okay, let's charge him with this. We knew he did it back then. Mm-hmm. Let's charge him and get it off the America's first or America's cold, cold case. case. Right. Because it makes them look bad. Yeah. And they probably knew. The whole that time. That and the fact that he's this cool guy in Chattanooga. He's going to yeah. be able to get off lighter or get off altogether. Right. Like, don't, let's not ruin his life. Yeah. Because he made a really bad decision. Yeah. Um, Wow. So, he goes to trial. It's a hung jury. He was defended by Bobby Lee Cook, who was an attorney from Georgia. Bobby Lee Cook also defended Jimmy Hoffa. Mm Mm-hmm. And Jimmy Hoffa was held at the Reed House. Yes, and. For his trial. And one of our other cases, was it. Boardman? Donald? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, uh, Pat and Pete Bond out. Uh-huh. What about them? It was either the, those brothers or um, one of our ca- last cases in season two about Jimmy Hoffa. Like, um, the guy... That the building he burnt, he oh, burned um, buildings and stuff. Sam Little, yeah, no, no, no. Sam Little was the mass murder. Um, I know who you're talking about. He, yes, I know who you're talking about. Okay, he had connections to Jimmy Hoffa, Jimmy Hoffa. too, yeah. and this attorney and all the backwards people. Mm-hmm. See, that's why we do Tennessee cases. Yeah, yeah, especially Chad New. I know because it's crazy. Chad New is like the s- smallest, biggest loudest but under the radar city I've ever known yeah. in my life. Yeah. It's it's a weird it's crazy. but it's cool. I love it here. Me too. So he also was accompanied by a Chattanooga attorney named Leroy Phillips. Now Bobby's wife, not the girl he was dating when he was in college, but his wife, her name is Sherry Lee Hoppy. Um she wrote a book in two thousand and ten. Um and she wrote in that book my husband, Bobby, shot a man, and he died. I wish it were not so, but it is. It happened in 1957, and Bobby hid the terrible truth for 31 years. He was acquitted due to a hung jury. He retired from everything. Coaching, probably. And spent the remaining years of his life in Chattanooga with his wife, Sherry. She actually, um, I saw an interview with her. He, he told her, like, it was like, 
eating at him this whole time. And he mm-hmm. told her while they were walking around the Eastgate Mall. Eastgate Mall. Eastgate Mall is like full of offices and Child Protective Services is actually there. Yes, they used to have a, uh, before it was Cigna, it was like Health Source. Or maybe it wasn't. My mom works there. My mom works at Cigna. But it used to be Health Source. Uh Um, But I don't know if it was Cigna when she, anyway, she worked at one of the office, big offices in there. And, um, Remember they used to have a goodies? Oh yeah. At the end and the electric cowboy? Yes. Oh my goodness. I only went into the, the electric East cowboy Gate once. Mall. Ugh, they were Cuz you could get in at 18 then. They were very racist. Were they? Yes, there were many times that I was with my friends, uh people of color, and they would literally have be wearing the same thing as one of my white friends, guys, cuz they would let any girls in there wearing whatever. And they would let the white guy go in and, like, tell any of my friends of color that they had to go change. And so many times I'm like, we're, we've got, like, 15 people here. And you think if you're not letting them in, like, we're going to go in. Mm-hmm. So we would leave. All, we just stopped going. Well, that's why it's closed. Yes. It was terrible. It was terrible. Yeah. Ugh. We don't have any good clubs. Raw was good. Was it? Mm-hmm. Never went. I'm not a big club person, though. Raw was. Me either, but Raw. I so, wish it was open still. Bobby died in 2008. So from 99 to 2008, he kind of just was able to live life without mm-hmm. the guilt. I messaged his wife, Sherry, on Facebook, but she didn't message back. I don't know if she's living, though. Yeah. So. Um, this is just Bobby very Humpy. interesting. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. So crazy. You know what's also interesting? I'm sitting here thinking about it. My grandfather might have gone to school with him. We should ask. And possibly uh, Tanetta. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, that's wild. Oh, I um, actually, I forgot to tell you this, so this is news to you, too. Um, so, last week's case with um, the church and mm-hmm. the guy and everything, I actually, I emailed TBI. You did? I did. Okay, good. Good. What'd you say? Because I could not get in touch with Andy or Gary Dossett. Like, mm-hmm. I called the bean station. I called um, the county near there. I called the city. And no one would answer? No. They would be like, um, that That person doesn't work here. Or So, I don't know. I Did don't you know. get a response? Uh, yes. They were like, for all uh, media, because I told them that I was a radio and podcaster. Mm-hmm. And they were like, all media. So, I was like, no, no, no. This isn't. For media, this is a tip. Yeah, this is a this is something yeah. that I've put together, and I think we you want to know. You, you should look. And they this. said that an agent would contact me. I will cry. Yeah. Surely they thought about that I, theory, though. Surely. I don't know. If they have, then you better call me immediately. Okay, I will. Three-way me. Okay. <laughs> I'll just put myself on mute. Yeah. Because I was like, oh my like, God. Yeah. It would be really cool too if whoever, hopefully, someone actually reaches back out, if we could get them to come on the podcast and like talk about the craziest cases they've yeah. had. Yeah. Oh, well, maybe. Like Not, past cases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be cool. And they don't have to use like names and stuff. Yeah. yeah. 
call them and tell them to get back to us <laughs> on our tip. No, don't really do that. No, don't, don't like that. that. Don't waste their time. So, um, another episode. What's next week's episode? Paula Herring. Nashville. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nashville. I always love, like, looking into cases that I didn't know about or that are on the list that you know about because mm-hmm. then it's, like, fresh. Mm-hmm. So. Um, and one of our friends sent me a text. Hey, have you done an episode on the mom that was found murdered and stuffed into a barrel here in Chattanooga? It was in the 80s or 90s, but my mom used to talk about that, and I was so curious when I was younger, and I forgot all about it. And I said, "Um, no, we haven't. Talk to your mom and send me everything you know, and I'm going to start digging. Okay, stand by. I'll text my mom and ask her the girl's name. It was so interesting because as far as I know, they never found out who did it. So then she sends me a link, and it's like, it's it's this one. Mom, my mom doesn't remember her name, but the article says that her last name is blank. Um, my uncle was married to her sister. Huh. Mm-hmm. Is the sister still alive? I don't know. I, I just got this text like while we were recording. Me and her, I was waiting on her to get info from her mom or whatever. Yeah. That is so interesting. Yeah. So I'm going to have to add, add this. In. Okay, so it wasn't the 80s or the 90s. It was actually the year 2000. Oh, that's even more interesting. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense, though, because our friend that's messaging us this, she would have been at the age where she would recall these things mm-hmm. and feel the seriousness of it. Um, but it also makes sense that it happened in 2000 because that's why her mom would be talking about it a lot. Yeah. Just because it was current. Yeah. Not from like before when she was a baby. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. That's interesting. I can't wait to cover that. I know. Be great. We might have to insert it. Yeah, we might. We sometimes do that. So yeah, we it would do. be cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is the expired podcast. Thank you so much for listening. It looks like I got a phone call during that. So hopefully uh, you can hear the vibration of my phone. And if you can, thank you for sticking it out. Um, you can catch the episode every Monday at six, wherever you download podcasts and earlier, if you watch on YouTube, give us a review, like us, make sure you're following us. We like to stay connected to our listeners. Engage with us, message yeah, us, send us, us. criticism. Yeah. But if you're going to be an asshole, be a funny one. And don't, Bye. Bye. This is the expired podcast.